Welcome back, everyone. Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, and our dreams and wishes for May flowers still has not panned out, but today is not a horrible day as we open the markets. The NASDAQ is down 0.3%, the S&P is up 0.1%, and uh, gold is up 0.35% to 18.47 per ounce and crude oil is actually up 4.3% to $104 per barrel. The Japan's uh, Nikkei 225 was about flat and the UK FTSE 100 about flat. And the market right now is trying to digest the uh, the big data coming out at 8:30 just an hour ago that US inflation eased in April to an 8.3% rate. Uh, taking a slight edge off the steepest run in price increases in four decades as energy prices have kind of moderated and flatlined at about $100 per barrel, which we've been tracking every single day. The Labor Department CPI index reading last month marked the first decline in eight months, down from an 8.5% annual rate. And uh, just a reminder, the CPI is a basket of goods that they track to try to estimate what inflation is and then their CPI, which includes basically the basket, the whole basket. And then there's core CPI, which excludes volatile stuff like food and energy, but we still have to pay for food and energy. Um, so scrolling down to this chart here, you can see this is the chart and this is the amount of the ease. So we are at what I think we've expected is continued high inflation. So it's gone from 8.5 to 8.3%. And we are still elevated in this level not seen since the, the mid to late 70s. On a monthly basis, estimates going into this, so this was kind of a letdown. Estimates had averaged 0.2% month over month, and we actually saw 0.3% month over month increase. And uh, so this is another chart that we should look at. Consumer price index changed since January 2021. The breakout energy by far the highest and everything else still very, very high. Um, the change, this is a cumulative change and, and, and we can all thank Putin for that. So if you want to blame someone for kind of throwing us into even more of a loop as a, as a, as a world, uh, you can blame Putin, but also other issues, right? Supply chain issues, COVID-19, et cetera. Moving on to our next story, the mortgage refi boom is running out. This is something that I've expected for a long time. And it's the main reason why when people were asking me, should we buy um, some of these SPACs, specifically UWM, United Mortgage, uh, there's Rocket Mortgage, stuff like that. They were seeing record profits and the valuations look really low because refis were happening at low rates. There was a big boom for everybody to refi their house mortgage to lock in lower rates. And so now that they've done that and rates are going up, it's running out. I mean, I don't even need to read you the article. That's basically the takeaway. So we could just take a look at the chart, mortgage originations quarterly. There was a huge boom as rates went down, as quantitative easing happened, and now that's running out, going down. And new purchase loans are kind of just staying a bit stable because people still need to buy homes. And quite honestly, there's a case to be made that 
buying a home in this environment and locking in a 30 year mortgage is more pre is pr more preferable to renting because rents are going up as well. So people want to lock in their monthly payment. Um, so that's that. Moving on to cryptocurrency, the big news, I would say the biggest news of the day for those that are somewhat crypto curious, I would characterize our, our, our channel as crypto curious. Uh, I was kind of doing the back of the envelope math. Yes, I've made a lot of money in crypto, but it's still, I would only say a quarter or less of my net worth was made in crypto. So like, I'm a very well-rounded person and I'm, you, you know me, right? I, I'm not like a dogmatic person on anything. Um, but characterizing us together as like a crypto curious community. Um, some of you really hate crypto, totally understand. Some of you love crypto, totally understand. Uh, it's what I like, this is the, the motto that's, that's churning out this week that I've been using is it's a choose your own adventure. Life is a choose your own adventure. So, but we should cover it nonetheless, because it is a $1 trillion industry. Bitcoin at under 30,000 and is tanked 24% over the last week. It's down another 70, sorry, 7% of the last day, trading at 29,600 per token. ETH at 22.20 per token. Uh, the two stable coins, the biggest because everybody's flooding back into stable coins, Tether at uh, close to a dollar, US dollar coin, USDC at almost a dollar. BNB at 282, XRP at 43, 44 cents, Cardano at 57 cents, Solana at 53.70, and Dogecoin at 0.9, point, or sorry, 9 cents. But the big, big news today is that cryptocurrency Terra Luna and Terra, Terra USD plunges as investors bail. So this is the story that we covered yesterday that I had initially read wrong. Um, this is uh, Terra USD. That is an algorithmic stablecoin that unlike the other stable coins that are that have bank accounts full of US dollars that are supposedly supposed to back up the token, it's an algorithmic uh, token that that burns or mints Terra USD depending on the price of Luna pegged to the US dollar. So as Luna, I mean, honestly, I was going to say this yesterday. And I was saying this to the team today. I feel like, I mean, I haven't really followed Luna, Terra Luna, but it just sounds like a house of cards algorithmically trying to peg yourself to the dollar based on floating, like multiple floating rates. Um, but Terra USD traded as low as 23 cents on Wednesday today, according to data from Coindesk and uh, rebounded partially to about 30 cents. Per, but this is a stable coin. It should be trading for a dollar, right? So look at this chart. Uh, and a lot, I mean, a lot of people were staking it for, for yield. The break in Terra USD's peg began over the weekend, which we've covered large withdrawals from anchor protocol 
Anchor protocol is built on the technology of the same Terra blockchain network. And people have been kind of staking um, their Terra USD for 20% returns. It just seems a little bit, yeah. So um, just the big news going back to the pricing of it. If you go to the Luna token, so the Terra token ticker, I guess ticker in quotes, L-U-N-A, trading at a dollar fifty-seven, and if you zoom out the past month, this was part of the top five, top ten market cap when we were reading it last week. So, Terra Luna was trading for like high eighties to the to a hundred dollars per token, and now cra- you uh, like you've lost ninety-nine percent, basically all your money. Um, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. I think that, I mean, I kind of just did a quick look up on the website. If you go to Tara's website, Tara Luna's website, powering the innovation of money, programmable money for the internet, spend, save, and stake like never before. Uh, join the hashtag Luna tick community. And when the whole premise of the blockchain, this blockchain is supposed to be algorithmic. Like the first use case was algorithmic stable coin and that breaks and craters and people lose a lot of money. This could be the death knell for this whole protocol. Wow. Interesting. I know we have some, I, I know we have some, uh, oh, Carter's in the chat. What's up, Carter? Carter is on the, on the sense team in case you were wondering. Um, Good morning, Stefan. Good morning to the 99 people here in the chat. Don't forget to like the video for me. Um, that's all I I'll ask for for covering the news for you quickly. Um, let's go to another story, very similar. Yellen renews call for stablecoin regulation after Terra USD stumble. We just went over what what is happening, and she, yeah, you know, she was saying. I think that simply illustrates that this is a rapidly growing product and that there are risks to financial stability. Quite honestly, this is what the SEC is for. It probably should be regulated and the stability of, uh, can you imagine this happened to USDC or Tether, which was always the concerns about Tether? It would bring down the whole crypto market, which I think the like you look at coin market cap, Bitcoin and the whole ecosystem is getting brought down because they screwed up. The algorithm screwed up and people fled and there was a bank run on Terra Luna. So I've never owned it. Probably will never own it, but it's quite a big story. Um, Coinbase stock keeps sliding after earnings report. Um, this is something we own in small size. Uh, as a percentage of a crypto allocation. The biggest cryptocurrency in exchange said it was uh, bleeding users, continued destruction in the crypto market, uh, lost hundreds of millions of dollars in the first quarter, sending the stock tumbling in after hours trading. Um, shares traded for, let's we can check in because the market just opened. Coin stock down 21% to 58 bucks a share. Um, down quite a bit. So instead of just reading you the news here, let's go into, because a lot of people own um, Coinbase. 
this is something that I've actually conceptually been expecting given Coinbase. I've said it from the very beginning. Coinbase's outcome and Coinbase's performance will be inextricably tied over the long term with Bitcoin and, and the volume of trading because they make fees on the trading. So at this point, after the tanking, they their quarterly results, they reported 1.1. So they lost half of their revenue quarter over quarter because there was a big crypto trading boom back then. And they lost 550 million in EBIT. So they're going to have to rationalize their cost structure a bit. So definitely worse than everybody's expecting. Everybody's expecting a bad quarter, but definitely worse. So at this point, they are trading for, if Sentia will pull it up for me, or not. Okay. It's not my computer slowness issue. Sentio is down. Okay, anyway. The way I would think about Coinbase is this. This was always a buried in the backyard thing for me. Um, oh my gosh. Sentio, when we, when we need you right now. Okay, this, this works. Coinbase, trading at under $13 billion enterprise value. They are trading for basically one and a half times last year's sales and three times last year's EBITDA. So the valuation is very good. The problem is their EBITDA, their profits, their revenues are so volatile and tied with how much people are interested in crypto. In crypto, my opinion, I've been through multiple cycles. We go up, down, and then you'll, you'll hear like the obnoxious bulls on the way up, and then you'll hear the obnoxious bears on the way down. And the obnoxious bulls are way too optimistic, and the obnoxious bears are way too pessimistic. This thing's going to zero. And then, you know, and then people forget about it until it builds again, and then we get into another risk, risk asset bull run and then it makes new highs and then you know eventually it's this kind of oscillating wave upward um so we're headed to a crypto winter which is something that i've been expecting for a long time and in a crypto winter coinbase's mo needs to be to survive because when the next crypto summer comes i know it's summer now but when the next crypto summer comes they'll make a ton of money so on like, as long as you believe that crypto as an ecosystem grows over the next decade or so, it's a good valuation to buy it. But you just, if you, if you can't stomach this, this is like a lever, like I think about this as an operationally levered bet on crypto. You know, I, I don't think this is for everybody. Some people should just own Bitcoin itself and some people don't even want to own any crypto. So I, I'm not prognosticating on that, but if that adventure speaks to you, um, I wouldn't be afraid of holding a small position for a long, long time and just forgetting about it. But the Coinbase is never, and from the very beginning I said it, could never be a like core position for me. It's just, there's just too much uncertainty. Fee compression, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. I know there's a lot of earnings. Uh, 
SoFi stock falls after fintech firm accidentally releases its first quarter results early. Uh, shares were halted. Let's check in on SoFi stock. Um, okay, SoFi SoFi has gotten beaten down like crazy. As a reminder, the stock is down seventy seven percent, and you'd have lost half your money if you bought in at SPAC IPO, if you will, ten dollars a share. And you know, results topped analyst expectations, but just barely reported a loss of fourteen cents per share versus an expected fifteen. Uh, they beat revenue expectations, and SoFi is trading at okay valuations. So I think if this kind of story speaks to you, it's like an okay valuation, but it's still more expensive than Microsoft. It's still more expensive than than Matang. Matang. That's what we coined. Matang. There's no more fang. It's Matang. It's still more expensive than that. It's, it's more expensive than Visa MasterCard. It's more expensive than a lot of things. So you really have to believe in this growth right here, over 30% growth year over year. And you have to believe that they inflect to more profitability. Uh, next story. Let's go to Roblox. Roblox shares sink on disappointing revenue and wider than expected loss. This market is a bear market. Earnings, they posted a loss of 27 cents versus an expected 21 cents. Revenue also missed expectations at 631 million versus an expected 645 million. And uh, this is a market that's, pro oh, wow. Okay, so it's kind of reversed. So Roblox is up 10.5% today after sinking peak to trough 80%. So you're still down 81%. So I think this is kind of an oversold stock. They're still growing really fast. I don't love the whole metaverse play. And I think that they're going to have um, a return from home, like headwind going forward. And there are a lot of kids that play the game, but they are growing really fast. Year over year growth. Oh, let's go quarter over quarter growth. Quarter over quarter growth. They grew quarter over quarter quite impressively. So 600. So they reported Q1. Oh, they, sorry. They declined quarter over quarter. This is what I was talking about. 537 divided by 569. So they declined 5.6% quarter over quarter, but year over year looks like 40% growth. So I think the bet here is it's fairly valued as long as you believe that they keep growing from here. But if you think that they have some sort of growth hangover um, at $15 billion, it's priced at in the mid twenties, mid to high twenties times EVD EBITDA and you know, expected growth in the mid teens, but who knows? All right. Next one. Unity software, unity software plunges growth stocks. Just, I feel like you could just guess plunge. Plunges nearly 30% on weak revenue guidance. As a reminder, Unity makes the technology that people can build video games on down 30% to $33 a share. Peak to trough. This one's brutal. Yeah, you would have lost 83% of your money. So like let's let's compare that. Yeah, I mean Peloton, we're gonna we're gonna cover Peloton's earnings. Peloton stock is up 6.9% today after falling quite a bit yesterday, recovering. At a certain point, valuation is is just so uh, so beaten down. 
I'm actually curious what peak to trough is on on Peloton. Peak to trough, yeah, you lost. You would have lost ninety one percent, but at a certain point, losing, you know, eight eight and a half tenths, nine tenths, like it's all it's all really brutal. That's principal loss right there for any of these. Um, so Unity looking looking pretty bad. Um, net loss of sixty cents a share versus thirty nine expected. For the fiscal year, Unity is projecting 1.35 to 1.43 billion, which is lower than expectations. And we can take a look at the valuation. Unity trading for still, I mean, it's still very unprofitable in trading at this point for over five times sales. Still so speculative, and this could go down even more so. So I'm not a buyer of Unity. This one actually looks the least attractive to buy the dip on of all of them that we've looked at so far. Um, trade desk earnings, tops views, stock falls on weak outlook. Um, TDD stock, it's flat today. So that means the market doesn't hate it. They reported a weaker than expected outlook. They reported 21 cents per share, revenue growth to 43 million, but the guidance disappoints. Um, they said EBITDA came in at 121 million, which was a, a big beat. Internet TV ad revenue has been a bright spot, a partnership with Walmart. Uh, they feel that conservatism is prudent in this macro while still setting up positively for the fiscal year outperformance with potential for greater upside in the second half. It says an RBC capital analyst. So, you know, this. let's look at Trade Desk. This has been the most popular ad tech play. We own another ad tech play for Roic on the big board. Um, so not almost $20 billion trade desk trading at about 30 times 40 EVD, but da still, it's still pretty expensive, but growing like over 30%. That's the fair value for 30% plus growth at this point, 25 to 30 times EVD, but da cool. Um, all right, let's just run through some of these. I have to unblock ads. Refresh. Profits fall for rocket companies. We talked about this. So um, revenue for the quarter was 2.7 billion, down 41% from a year earlier. The refi boom was a high, and then now they're losing all that revenue. Occidental stock reports 4.7 billion quarterly profit. Obviously, Occidental Petroleum is one of the biggest producers of onshore oil and gas. When oil prices and gas prices are really high, they make a lot of money. So they're making a lot of money. So let's look up Oxy. Put in the chat what um, what we should uh, look up. Any tickers that you want us to check together. Occidental up 2% on the news. It's done really well with oil prices. But just remember, oil is a volatile game. Oil is a volatile game. Um, those asking me, has your thesis, Caesar's asking, has my thesis changed in Solana? Relic members will see it, but not, no. I've been through multiple crypto cycles. So the question is, do you believe in crypto? 
And do you like the use case? And and I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist, but I think there's Bitcoin and everything else. Everything else is much more gambly. It's a lot, a lot more like VC. Um, Bitcoin is Bitcoin. You either believe it or you don't. And all right, cool. Thank you for the 250 people here. Oh, we hit 100 likes, so we'll give away some prizes. If we hit 150 likes, I'll give away two prizes so that you can at least use some of that money to buy some uh, some lunch or maybe some stock. Uh, checking in on our herding boy, Peloton. And by the way, I get comments from people that like checked out for a year and they come back, they're like, ha ha, what happened to Peloton? So I posted this on the Roic ROI Club portal that we, our average cost was in the 80s and our average sale was in the 90s. And so we actually were net profitable off of all those trades. But uh, the lessons from that was actually pretty deep. And so uh, if you're a ROI club member, just read my post. It's on the portal today. And uh, I do not, I still stand by the fact that is, as an individual investor, you need to concentrate, especially as a younger one. You concentrate into high conviction bets. Now, your conviction shouldn't be borrowed from other people, like even me. Your conviction should be what you think is right. And conviction and valuation in the company or in the story. And just remember that there's a macro cycle to everything too. But as long as you believe in the growth of the human, the human race, the macro cycles will go up and down and up and down, but in an upward fashion. So you just have to prepare when things are exuberant, you have to prepare for the, for the winter. And when things are winter, you have to be greedy and prepare for the exuberance. Keep yourself level-headed. Um, it doesn't usually work with the YouTube algorithm though. All right, cool. So we got through everything. Let's check up on the market again. The market is now up. I think the market is digesting that the new, that inflation isn't horrible. There's some bright spots that maybe it's leveling off just a little bit. S&P is up half a percent. NASDAQ about flat. And let's check in on Finviz real quick. And the heat map shows that big tech is down. Apple's down 1.2%. Microsoft is down 1%. Amazon is down 0.7%. Google, Facebook sort of flat. And oil and gas is up. And everything else is very moderately green. Let's look up Tesla stock. Uh, 7.92 per share, down 1% today. Greg is a big Elon and Tesla fan here in the chat. Meeting Pulse. Let me log in. Let me log into Meeting Pulse. Let's give away some money. 150 likes. Thanks so much. We'll give away two prizes. Can we look up GoPro stock? Someone wants to see GoPro. Yeah, stock. absolutely. GoPro. GoPro is up 1.4%. I think people buy action cams less during a recession, but maybe the valuation may, I mean, this has been a value stock for a while because they've, uh, like I've been a GoPro user for a long time, but I switched to Insta360. G Pro, ticker G Pro at 660 a share, trading at $850 million market cap at about 0.6.7 times sales, about four and a half times EVD, but even, oh, wow. Okay. So th this is interesting. Okay. We're going to slap an interesting rating on this. 
We're going to drag this one back for ROI club members and maybe prioritize it. Hey, Ken, GoPro's trading at like a 20% free cash flow yield. Can you just keep that in mind? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, thanks. Uh, that means that like conceptually, if they just run it for cash in four years, you're paid back and you own it. Huh, interesting. I see a lot of GoPros unsold at Costco though. That's a concern. Can we also take a quick look at Olplex stock? Yeah. My favorite stock. Down a lot with growth stocks, obviously. Down 55% from peak, up 7.77. That is a lucky number, triple sevens, Grace. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> all right, let's look at Olplex. Growing really fast. Women, like very lots of growth with women, 13 bucks a share, $9 billion enterprise value, 10 times, nine to 10 times EV to sales, uh, 15, 16 times EVD, but dog growing. Starting to get interesting. All right, Olaplex is interesting too. I'm telling you, these bear markets are going to give us really great stocks to DCA into. The question is, what do you buy? What do you buy? What do you buy? Um, so we got to look at it. There's a lot of choices. Back then, back in the bull run, there aren't, there weren't a lot of choices of attractive stocks. You guys would throw all these stocks at me, and I'd be like, too expensive, too expensive, too expensive, too expensive, too expensive, too expensive. And then now it's like, this is interesting. Looks cheap. Looks cheap. Looks cheap. Looks cheap. Looks starting to look cheap. Starting to look cheap. Fairly valued. Fairly valued. Fairly valued. That's what it feels like. But then capitulation looks like this is so cheap. This is so cheap. This is so cheap. Everybody thinks the world is going to fall apart. That's when you buy. So I think we're maybe not approaching that point or maybe not at that point, but maybe I, I smell, I smell it in the distance somewhere. Um, Bruno saying Luna, the first time a top eight coin drops 99% in three days. I mean that in my memory, but I'm not like a big, I don't follow the crypto markets like, like that. Um, do you think CPI will stay elevated next month or meaningfully decrease is the first Q and a, uh, while we answer this one, let's pick a raffle winner. So if we get 10 more likes, there's two $25 prizes. Uh, so I'm gonna pick the new raffle winner. So the first raffle winner should have a pop-up in their meeting pulse. As a reminder, meeting pulse is always, you can use your phone, scan the QR code, or you can click the link in the description as always. And also, you can find us on all podcast platforms. Um, so my answer to do it, do I think CPI will stay elevated next month? Yeah, I think it's elevated, but I would hope that it doesn't increase month over month. I don't have a prognostication over what CPI will do, but I, I'm hoping like what I'm looking for is CPI kind of only increasing 0.1% or 0.2% month over month and kind of flatlining a bit as maybe oil, oil prices, just searching the oil price chart. Stay flat at about a hundred a barrel. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see oil staying flat at a hundred dollars a barrel. Okay. Let's see if we have a raffle winner. Fat, you're a winner. 
Congrats. $25 to you. Let's pick. Oh, we got two likes off of the second winner. Okay, we hit 150 likes. If we hit 175 likes, so if we just need 25 more, I'll give a third one away. So join the raffle, guys. Again, it's like you don't need to put your full name. Just uh, we just need an email so we can we can like reach out to you. Um, we hit 150, so I'm gonna pick a second winner. There's 67 of you in live here in the meeting pulse. So I'm gonna pick the raffle winner. Start raffle. And during that time, let's do the second question. Second most upvoted question here. What is the actual point of a stable coin besides generating yield from Ponzi schemey staking and lending? So the whole point of a stable coin is supposedly uh, a lot of times crypto folks want to keep their money in the crypto economy, especially since they've made all these cap gains and they're not they're like a lot of times they don't pay cap gains until they convert back to US cash because it's really complicated. Like I remember I bought crypto way early when and the 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 exchanges don't even exist anymore so i don't even have the transaction data to give to the uh, give to the irs so like my accountant is like well for that for that stuff we'll we'll just like pay the taxes when you convert it back to the us dollar um again there aren't a lot of rules here because the irs and the uh the sec aren't very clear but the whole point is can i lock in my gains without converting it back to us dollars but still pegging to us dollars that's the point. And you can kind of be like, well, like then crypto, there's no point in crypto. Like I get that argument too. Um, yeah. Victor is saying, uh, it would be better to raffle one stock analysis instead of 20 bucks, way more value. In my opinion, I want to ra I want to start raffling three months to Roic. but then what do we do if you're already a Roic member? So if, but they could use the $25 to, yeah, yeah. So, this is, we're still kind of drinking through a fire hose here at Sense. Uh, we are hiring. So um, once we hire a bigger team, I think I'll, I can sit down and, and think about this. Oh, we had 175 likes. Okay, so let's look up the second winner. Lewis. Lewis, you're the second $25 winner. I'm going to pick a third winner because we hit 175 likes. I appreciate all almost 300 people here. I'm going to press new raffle. <clears throat> Talk too much every day to the camera. Coinbase released that they could, that they, that administrators could use users' funds held by Coinbase if they were to go bankrupt. Is this a major risk for investors? I don't know. I think, um, <clears throat> I, I actually have a, a hunch that normal like fidelity and normal exchanges can do the same thing i have a hunch that because the way that the accounting works is that um when you had like i started my my i almost went into distressed debt hedge funds because the pay is a little bit better there but it's like the most tooth pullingly boring job it's like a lot of legal docs I'm getting an 18% yield on this distressed debt piece on, a, on this distressed leverage loan. And then it's like loan to own, anyway, whatever those, those that know what I'm talking about, know what I'm talking about. Um, and so the way bankruptcy works is, uh, there's a, a line of creditors that start lining up and the courts freeze all the assets. And then, the courts will decide what the valuation is. 
and equity investors are at the bottom. Um, equity investors lose out and then they set a new price and then wherever uh, that new price is, people get paid back. And usually it depends on the type of company, but, but trade vendors have a claim, right? Because if, if like, if a company has assets on its platform, it is an asset maybe, and then they have the liability to pay you, like that's not really their asset, right? It depends on how the accounting works. Um, so yeah, I mean, is this a major risk? I don't see Coinbase going out of business. Um, okay, so Bruno has more context to it because I haven't had time to uh, um, to look into it. So he's saying, moreover, because custodially held crypto assets may be considered to be the property of a bankruptcy estate in the event of a bankruptcy, the crypto assets we hold in custody on behalf of our customers could be subject to bankruptcy proceedings and such customers can be treated as general unsecured creditors. Yeah, so like... Um, it depends on the, how the accounting works, but if I, if a company like, like, let's say Nike, they pay a bunch of vendors to build shoes for them and then they sell the shoes they owe at any given point, those shoemakers, a bunch of money. So that's like a, a claim. So if Nike went bankrupt. That's a claim and then a new general unsecured like trade payable claim. So anyway, whatever. I don't want to bore you guys. Giannis. Giannis is the third winner. Third winner. So yeah, third winner. We gave away $75 today. I appreciate you all. How, if those of you asking how the Meaning Pulse works, you either scan the barcode here on your phone or you click the link always in the description. And we just do Q&A, upvoting, downvoting. But I, I, I see your chats and, and we talk about the chats too. Um, and so thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to, to watch Money Talks right after that. It is launched, right, Grace? It is launched 10 minutes in. And uh, we will be streaming live here tomorrow. We do this every Monday through Thursdays at Market Open at 930, running through the news in 20 to 30 minutes, and then have some fun. And uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Hopefully it's a green day. Happy investing.